When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. January 30th. I apologize for my voice being a little bit hoarse, but your boy is back. He's back. I've been to Birmingham, Houston, San Antonio, Lexington. It was, it was exhausting. Way more exhausting than having a child. Speaking of, I am with a first-time father, Alex Pawlowski. Alex, what's up? Ah, uh, what is up? Uh, fatherhood's a, a trip, man. It is a trip. It Sounds is, terrible. Uh, it is. Uh, it's. It's one of the most amazing things that I've ever been a part of in my life, uh, and I'm really, really effing tired. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's uh it's beautiful. It's a beautiful well, thing. Well, I gotta ask you this: What are you gonna do when Seth Rollins shows up at your house and kicks the shit out of your kid? I'm gonna beat him to death with a crowbar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like now, <laughs> when you actually hold a, a little baby girl in your hands that is your daughter, yeah. The idea of him saying, "I'm gonna show up at your house." And what's gonna happen? I don't know. What when your kids answers the door? That if let's, that were let's save that for the raw we'll, cover. We'll save it for later. We'll we got a lot later. to talk about. We got so much to talk about, guys. We may go a little long tonight. Hopefully not too long. I am real tired. I am such a wimp. Jet lag has killed me. And it wasn't that long of a trip. It was just a few hours, but yeah, it killed me. Uh what didn't kill me. Matt Riddle, did you see him, guys? Did you see him repping the Fightful.com t-shirt? Because if you didn't, I'll show you. Look at that right there. Look at that. It's beautiful. At Evolve, he had a fantastic match. I was there, Alex. I got to go to Evolve, NXT TakeOver, Royal Rumble. Uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, I will I will tell you guys this. If you can, try not to get floor seats. You'll be watching on a Jumbotron the whole time. But it was still an experience like no other. My voice is gone. I got to go out, go there and be a fan. I was a little kid again. Um, it was it was a really fun experience to be there. I I want to just point out real quick that you're the guy who complains about getting floor seats. Ah, yeah, don't don't get the floor seats. They're really it's it's not good. Uh, you know, <laughs> just get elevated seating. Get get the yes, elevated. Seating. They should get elevated seating, but I think it's kind of funny that the guy who's like, "No, oh, my my seats my seats were good, but not good enough." 
I didn't say they weren't good enough. I loved it. I had a blast there. But, I mean, you're going to deal with little kids standing on top of chairs and stuff. I had, I don't know that I would have had as much fun in different seating, though, because, like, the area where we were was really, really wild. It was really wild. And they started yeah. to fix the screen chant when uh, the screen broke. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I'll tell you, the, uh, the next Raw pay-per-view, Fastlane, is coming to Milwaukee. Yeah, and uh, uh, the stadium is the arena it's going to be in is where the Milwaukee Bucks play, which is right here. My uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, who have one great player and a bunch of scrubs, but uh, I love it. I love Giannis. I went to see him the other day, uh, and the seats I were in were up on the main, up on the top level, and it's they're great seats, and they're there are bucks. So I'm thinking I might have to go to Fast Lane and uh, see what happens when. Things go down. When you guys go to events like this, there really aren't bad seats. Now, in the Alamo Dome, that might be a little bit different. There were 52,000 people there uh, at the very tip top. Maybe it's a little harder to see. If you all go to like a an eight to 15,000 seat arena, anywhere you sit is going to have a pretty good view. Um, but, yeah, I had I had so much fun. The people I went with were so much fun. I, I ran into great people like like Justin Labar of uh, Chair Shot Reality. Uh, was really glad to see him. WWE blogger Diva, who many of you know of, wonderful person. Uh, had a great time meeting her. Uh, Joe Lanza of Voices of Wrestling got to meet him. Damian Nelson, somebody who I watched like ten years ago on PWR. Like uh, I got to meet a lot of really cool people. Matt, I got to meet Matt Riddle. Of course, that was an experience like no other, needless to say. He hit a fisherman's buster off the second rope through about eight stacked chairs on his opponent. That was fun. The Evolve show was incredible. A guy climbed up like a 15-foot pole and jumped off of it. Chris Hero hit a pedigree in his last Evolve match, and Zack Sabre kicked out at one. So that was a nice little shot at the WWE. Uh, a lot of fun there. The NXT show, man, that was that was a blast. That was that was very cool to see. It over delivered. It was way better than I had anticipated. The tag team match was uh, showed some great promise. The women's match showed great booking. I thought maybe maybe because you know, a lot of people were questioning whether Oscar was going to have the title pulled from her. But Nikki Cross is a legit contender, and that's somebody they can put her up against Mania Weekend. Bobby Roode, that was just – those entrances were special. Alex, i got to ask you this. Imagine being those girls and being asked, hey, we got some modeling work for you, and showing up and walking into that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I thought the same thing. I thought these girls have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I uh, – I, uh... Hawkins pointed it out uh, uh, that night on the podcast that that's a direct lift from Ric Flair, uh, a Ric Flair entrance from back in the 80s of all the women coming to the ring with him. Uh, I, I'm sure those, none of those girls uh, knew what they were parodying, but uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. At the Rumble, like I said, our seats were back and there were a lot of people standing up. But, man, like, like I said, like, if we were up higher – I don't know that we would. I would have gotten the same experience because it was a wild, wild section. It was very, very loud where I was, and that's what I like. I want to be there as a part of the atmosphere. 
not as a part to sit down and just stare at the ring necessarily because I, I got the WWE Network. I can do that at home, and I can do it with much better camera angles than I can get there. So I, you know, I'm just saying if you've got kids, don't take them to the floor section, guys. Don't do it. Your kids won't be able to see. You'll be pissed off. Your kids will then stand on chairs and piss off the people behind them. Take them to elevated seating. Or just have Seth Rollins come kick the living shit out of the kids, which is what I suggest. Uh, The Rumble, I want to say AJ AJ Styles, John Cena. That was special. That was very special. Got to see my dude Carl Anderson win the tag team titles. Was very happy about that. Representing Cincinnati. Uh, They started the show. They started matches 45 minutes before the advertised doors opening. So people were not happy about that. But then, you know, we got, we, we got the Reigns, uh, Jericho, or the Reigns, Jericho, Owens thing, and the, the, just the place came unglued when Braun Strowman showed up and saved us, saved us all. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Rumble match itself is what I want to talk a little bit about because I didn't really get a chance to chime in on this, Alex. A few things I wanted to note. I was very, very, very happy to see the response that Mark Henry got in Texas. I don't know how it came across on TV, but there it was very loud. And the, the one thing I was able to see on TV was the Ty Dellinger thing, and it was not indicative of how loud that crowd was. Jesus, it was unbelievable. Um, that was cool. That was very cool. I love the Jack Gallagher spot. That was funny. Um, Baron Corbin eliminating Braun Strowman. That was very interesting. We'll see where that goes. I would imagine a spot in the elimination chamber. Undertaker looked very out of shape. He didn't look good. He didn't look good. You know, if they did Strowman Undertaker reigns to protect Undertaker, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, it looks like to me what they're going to go for is a Strowman Reigns thing at Fastlane, interrupted by The Undertaker. Yeah. And that leads into Mania, whether or not Strowman goes, comes along for the ride, uh, possibly. But it, I wouldn't mind seeing that as a triple threat. It would protect the hell out of The Undertaker, you know, so. Yeah. Ugh, man. Somebody pointed out. Uh, gosh, please, uh, tweet me again so I can see who you are and I can give you credit. SmackDown had three eliminations, three eliminations. That's messed up, man. Three eliminations. No big, big, big surprises. Ty Dillinger kind of made it worth it though. That was just so perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. It was one of those things where it was so perfect. I was afraid they weren't going to do it. I talked about on NXT TakeOver. When something is that predictable and will make the crowd so happy if they get it, usually they go, ah, we're not going to do that for you. But instead what they did was like, okay, we gave you the 10 kid at number 10. That's all you get. Now we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to bring in Reigns at 30. We're going <laughs> to, like, it was just this weird thing that, like, that was the one bone that they threw all the, all the uh, you know, the, the uh, what do you call them, the, uh, you know, the internet community. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but it was it was a, it was an amazing moment uh and it was so cool to hear like uh Dillinger talk about it afterwards like he was overcome by it hey guys head over to fightful.com 
comment on our comment section. You can leave questions there. Also, make sure to register for the site. You'll get early access to shows that we have with Shane Helms and Matt Riddle. Uh, last week was a fun one with Matt Riddle. And, of course, that Shane Helms show getting better and better and better each week. Uh, this week or last week, we talked about the death of WCW. So what I want you all to do is to tweet me at Sean Ross Sapp. Let me know the topics you want me to ask Shane about, to talk with Shane about. It can be anything from his tag team partners to the cruiserweight divisions in WCW and WWE, hardcore matches because he's he had a kind of rich history in that as well, uh, his angle with The Rock, something that he's been involved in, running shows, working as an agent, anything like that. Tweet me at Sean Ross Sapp. I want to go in-depth on these subjects. And uh, if you register at Fightful.com, you get early access to those. Also, give these a follow. At Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. Your boys have coverage of everything. WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, TNA, uh, Evolve, UFC, Bellator, World Series of Fighting. You name it, we got it. Boxing. We had Carlos Toro at the Barclays Center a few weeks ago covering stuff live. Boxing, wrestling, MMA coverage, you can go to FightfulWrestling.com for just wrestling, Fightful MMA for just MMA and boxing. We got you covered at all angles. Maybe you want it all, maybe you want a little bit. But if you want a t-shirt, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. I will leave that sale, that $15.99 sale for those Fightful shirts up for a little bit longer because I know some people uh, wanted to wait and get theirs. So just go do that. Share the page, share the site all that cool stuff, but send me questions over there on the forum or the discuss board. Now we're talking Monday night raw. Alex Kalowski, you covered this event on very little sleep. My friend, what'd you think? Gosh, uh, it's one of those things where there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, very interesting stuff. And a lot of stuff that, that I hated, and then a lot of stuff that really, who cares? Uh, I mean, so it all depends on what which parts of the thing you're talking about. But uh, there was one segment we'll get to, which turned from maybe my favorite segment on Raw in months to maybe my least one favorite one ever. But uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that. Okay, so. I made it in. I'm very tired. You're very tired, but we're going to keep an up-tempo show because I am happy to announce that after our Raw coverage, Alex will be unboxing a Don West brown bag special. That's right. I used to buy these all the time, Alex. Yeah, but this this one's crazy. It's like four DVDs and three shirts and a bunch of mystery guests the stuff and you know who knows yeah, i used i used to buy them for the dvds i was a dvd wrestling dvd collector and i used to buy them for the dvd and the deals they have now are insane hey i mean your boy got that guitar up there for 30 bucks and it's 150 bucks now <laughs> they they were like oh wait we're selling too many of these at this price let's quintuple yeah. the price and see if we can still sell them no you can't brilliant right <laughs> fucking brilliant Pardon my language, you guys. Somebody says Palowski the forced snitches. On whom? Seth Rollins, probably. If you're Palowski the third, that'd be Palowski the fourth, right? No, I'm I'm the fourth. Oh, you're the fourth. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Man. Whoa. 
We'll we'll give your we'll give your child the benefit of the doubt. We don't think they snitch. No, no, I'm 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 the I'm the fourth. I don't know who I'm snitching on. I, why did I think you were the third? My my Twitter my Twitter handle is at Pulowski the fourth. I'm, listen, Alex, I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> we had an opening segment. Jericho are entertaining per usual. Jericho referring to himself as a 61 minute man is fantastic. It really is. I love it. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out and says that he attacked Reigns uh, because of he wanted his revenge and because he wanted the title shot Owens promised. I love this. Yes. I love continuity. I love tying up loose ends. I love all that. This is the stuff that so often they just throw by the wayside and say, well, it's wrestling. People don't care. No, we do care. We love it. We love stuff like that. We love callbacks to things like that. Um, now the first question I have for you, Alex, is what in the shitting piss was Mick Foley wearing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is it, was it only to, so that he could have that line later to Stephanie? I may look stupid tonight, but please don't treat me like I am stupid. Like it just seems to me like the, it's just have him come wear a sport jacket over some black slacks. Like it's like he, you got rid of the crazy, you know, um, the mostly gray beard that he dyed jet black that one time and the crazy hobo hair. And now he looks presentable. He looks like commissioner Foley from 2000, you know, but, but 17 years older. That's fine. I don't understand why he's wearing a green plaid suit. Yeah. That, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, Strowman versus Owens is announced for the title tonight. Now, this is a callback. Well, we'll we'll get to that later. Immediately after this, Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho go out there and have a really good match. Now, keep in mind, Chris Jericho was hung above the ring for like 25 minutes the night before. Then he did an hour in the Royal Rumble. Then he did a 15-minute opening promo. Then he does another 15 minutes with Sami Zayn where Sami Zayn did 45 minutes in the Rumble. Then he's doing moonsaults off the barricade. Jericho's doing Frankensteiners off the top rope. I have a great deal of respect for these two for after all they went through last night to go out and have this kind of match in front of this kind of crappy crowd Yeah, and still do it. It was an amazing athletic match. Um, Zayn winning sets up a U.S. title opportunity, but I, I don't like that that always happens, that these champions are portrayed as Aaron boys that just lose all the time, and that's what sets up matches. I mean, you can earn your way there. But, Alex, I, w- I want to know what you think about the match, about the Sami Zayn victory. Well, I will, I will push back a little on your Jericho being in the Royal Rumble for 61 minutes. Technically, he was. I'm pretty sure he was on the outside for about 45 of those minutes. Uh, either hiding from Braun Strowman or uh, selling a bunch of moves that he that he took and uh, just rolling to the outside, which is totally fine. It, it works for his character and everything like that. But that doesn't sell short uh, what he did tonight. Um, he pulled out a top rope Frankensteiner like it was nineteen goddamn ninety seven. Yeah, like, it was old school Jericho. Really good stuff. Uh, Zane took a whole bunch of stuff in that Royal Rumble. He was in there for 40 minutes himself, and he was not hiding on the outside. He was getting walloped by stuff. He took an RKO and a jackhammer. <laughs> like, this is the, he, he took some stuff. Yeah, that's, and that's he's the, out there tonight doing, doing all kinds of work. 
I, I really usually, like this match. Usually I have a big problem with people walking around outside the ring during the Rumble match. I didn't have as much of a problem with him doing it because he kept making cameos and then getting knocked out. Like Right, 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 exactly. Like when it's Roman Reigns doing it or if it's they weren't Vince doing McMahon it. doing it and Steve yeah. Austin doing it, it's very clear that they're doing it as a crutch. I don't like they that. They were doing it to protect Jericho. They were doing it because it worked for his character. I liked it very much. Also, regarding the Royal Rumble finish last night, so the only way that works is if Roman's number 30. That's it. And they did it, and they made it work, and the place came unglued for the, the – like, I mean, I know that there was a lot of indifference online, but unfortunately, much like the Intercontinental title, you always hear these people that will say, well, the Intercontinental title used to be a launching pad. Well, it used to be for a couple of guys. It was never traditionally like a launching pad. Mm-hmm. And if so, where where the hell was like Tito Santana and Honky Tonk Man and Mr. I mean Mr. Perfect, they they didn't become world champions. The Royal Rumble over the last 10 years it just hasn't been the same. Like you don't see a lot of people that win the Royal Rumble then go on to main event WrestleMania and win a title there. You just don't see that. And when I say main event, I mean the last match. None of that third from the top BS that they feed you. Right. Uh, a friend pointed out to me last night that the last four winners of the Rumble have been Evolution and Roman Reigns. So it's not like they're wow. like, it's, it's Batista, Orton, Triple H, and Roman Reigns. Those I can't wait for Ric Flair to win next year. Yeah, I know. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a little maddening to, to have like it basically come down to just uh, Triple H's buddies and uh vince's pet project um and that's just what we're, what we're gonna get i think a lot of um you what your perceived indifference toward roman coming out was just the fact that you know uh how did he get that spot to begin with was my major thing like he had he just lost a match for the universal title had he won that match there's no way there's no way he's in the rumble so whose spot did he take like, so a lot of stuff that was just didn't make a lot of sense to me about that so here's uh, I'll tie that into this. We'll go ahead since we talked about Zane Jericho. We'll go ahead and talk about the Seth Rollins Stephanie McMahon thing. I thought that promo was fire. I even liked him throwing a veiled threat at a kid. Of course See, I do. Yeah, of course you do. Um, and when you're a father, Sean, you won't like it anymore. <laughs> well, listen, I think, Alex. I think I might have liked it more last week, but but not not anymore. You're reading it all wrong. You're reading it all wrong. And I'll show you why. And perhaps you can sympathize. He's not saying, I'm going to kick the living shit out of your kid. No. I'll tell you what he's saying. He's saying, you know what I'll do? I'll knock on your door. And I'll take your kid to the park. I'll be there for them when you aren't. When you're on the road all the time. I'll take them to get ice cream. I, I... I'll take I, them to Chuck E. Cheese. I, I don't. I don't. I want will be a father to your children. Seth when you Rollins. Will not be. Seth Rollins is threatening to be the father of the children. I don't want some dude coming to my house and taking my little daughter to the park. Exactly. That is not a thing that I want. Exactly. And that's why Triple H came. And that's why Stephanie was stopped dead in her tracks. Listen, I have. I she have, said, no child of mine will go to the park with Seth Rollins. I have no problem with, with, uh, with a guy who I'm not supposed to root for making veiled threats to children or at least scaring children. I mean, that's enough. Coming to the door and saying, hey, is your dad home? 
Like that's that's bad enough. But like the idea <laughs> of anything beyond that is too far. Uh, if you've ever seen Triple H and Stephanie's little girls, they're adorable. Listen, listen. They don't the whole, need to be scared by anything. The whole point is, if Dad's home, he's kicking the shit out of Dad. Right, right. Fine. You ain't gotta okay. take anybody right. out for dipping dots. Cool. But again, we are we are struggling to figure out now who are the guys we're supposed to root for, and who, like I'm rooting for Triple H to get back at the guy who threatened his kids. <laughs> not, not rooting for the guy who's threatening. Like that's just, but that's me. I guess I'm a big old softy now because I've got a daughter. Of course, we have Kyler James in the chat. Got to meet him last night too. He was at the Rumble. The legend, Kyler James. Go follow him on Twitter at K H A Y Sports. He does our SmackDown tweeting, by the way, guys. That was one of the highlights of my weekend. Now, here's what I would have liked for Seth Rollins to say. Outside of him threatening to take uh, Triple H's kids out for cotton candy, I would have loved for him to say that a lot of people are looking because you know, Triple H gets a babyface reaction because of this NXT deal a lot of times, too. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rollins should say, you all look at him as the savior of wrestling with things like NXT, but he's the guy who keeps giving Roman Reigns chances. He's the, he had to sign off on triple on, on uh, Roman Reigns. Right. But you're, you're forgetting now they're, now they're buddies again because Seth turned. Hey, and so now they're, now they're running buddies. So he can't, I think that Rollins should be, I think Rollins should be so crazy about this that he doesn't care. Because at his core, he's never cared about who he sells out, and never. and I and I agree, but that's not how they're treating him right now. All as, as what you said, we I I look for continuity and consistency. I never get it, but I always look for it. Hey, well, you know? the consistency has been if you say anything about somebody's family, shit goes down because it happened with Goldberg too. But yeah, I think I think that Rollins should bring that up. I think he can be a good anti-establishment babyface. Just bring it up. Say, I was in position to be the guy, and it's not a, it's not difficult to see. Triple H, regardless of what he he says, wants Roman Reigns to be the guy. I think he should break down the fourth wall a little bit, and he should say things like, "If Triple H didn't want Roman Reigns to be the guy, he wouldn't have let him in the ring with him at WrestleMania." Stuff like that. And even maybe have Roman, with his new attitude, walk by Seth backstage and be like, what the fuck's up with that? <laughs> you know? Maybe not even just... And Rollins is just like telling the truth. And Reigns is like, so? You know, just be a dude... It, it, you can advance. You can weave things in and out. And you can advance multiple things. Which is exactly what Tony Nese versus Mustafa Ali did. It just, whoo, storyline everywhere. Not really, but uh, this was pretty much all about Austin Aries, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I, I like Austin Aries a lot. I like, uh, I like that he's, he's doing uh, post-match interviews with the guys. Uh, Tony Nese needs it because um, he doesn't have a lot of charisma. Uh, but it was kind of cool to have uh, Austin Aries kind of maybe uh, maybe this is the beginning of him taking him under his wing, developing the guy. But um, I-, I love Mustafa Ali, uh, and I'm actually a big fan of Tony Nese. Uh, I thought the match was fine; it was really good. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where other programs in the cruiserweight division can go, considering there's only one belt they can challenge for. Uh, I'd, I'd love it if at some point they let these two, two guys 
become a tag team and actually fight other tag teams with the tag team uh, titles. That I mean, maybe they're not maybe they're not allowed to yeah. fight one on one with the heavyweights, but at least let them do tag team stuff. Like have an yeah. actual tag team division within the cruiserweights, or let them compete yeah. with uh, people. You know, the actual uh, tag teams. People loved the Jack Gallagher stuff last night. I thought <laughs> it was. I thought that was a good thing that. It made him look good, too. He was ridiculous, but not to the point of being a total joke. I mean, sure, he was Mary Poppins. but what? Right. I mean, I, I liked it, too, but it was one of those things. That this is the first time you've ever allowed uh, a cruiserweight to come in contact with somebody over 205 pounds. So if he had won the Rumble, would he be getting a shot at the Universal title? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but I was really happy to see him in the match. Uh, yeah. So uh, Austin Aries is calling out Tony Nish repeatedly. So he's got to be close uh, to a return. I've been told that he's been close for a little while. So uh, I would imagine that that's coming imminently. And that's that'll be a hell of a pick-me-up for 205 Live because the thing about Austin Aries, I don't think he stood out in NXT, but I think he will stand out in 205 Live. The thing is, in NXT, he wasn't doing anything we haven't seen before. But if you put him in 205 Live, he works. A, he can work a lot different of a style that's, than that's what's being worked there. Yeah. So I think that'll be very, very interesting. Um, and he has really come into his own as a commentator, too. He really has. I, so, love, I love the uh, the running gag that he does every week where, well, what would you do in this uh, in this position, Austin? He's like, I put my thumb in his eye. Like, that's yeah. just the thing that he says every week, and it's funny. I like it. And it works. We had a terrible backstage segment with Cesaro, Sheamus, Bailey, Charlotte, Gallows, Anderson. Outside of Gallows screaming, nerds, which is going to get over. It's it going to get over. It's already over with me. Yeah. This is really forced. I, I'll say this. Cesaro and, uh, and Bailey work well with each other in a lot of different facets. It's just that Sheamus thing. And, you know, maybe you're asking a little too much of him. But also, you got the forced crap with Gallows, Anderson, Charlotte. What would you think? I thought it was turd. Oh, it was bad. Um, it was one of those things where the, it started out with my favorite thing on Raw, which is Sheamus and Cesaro arguing with each other. My God, can this please stop? It's been going on since like SummerSlam. I'm just, I'm just done with it. I don't want any more of this. Uh, and I, I like Bailey. Sue me. I still like her, even though they're not they're not really yeah. utilizing her correctly. But we might see that they might be doing that later. We'll talk about that. Um, but I like that she got him to hug it out. That was cute. I like that Cesaro wore Bailey tassels to the ring. That was fun. Uh, and that Sheamus wanted no part of the wacky inflatable arm flailing two men, or as Byron Saxon calls them now, Bailey buddies. Byron Saxon is yeah. Like, they're well, I mean, I'm sure he was told to do that. Well, I know. I know it's not. It's not. It's, it's not him improving. I just. I think it's funny. They, of course, they give him this this thing to say, and uh, and it's a terrible thing. So you know, I yeah, I blame him, even though it's not his fault. Uh, we have a person in the chat asking about Nakamura um, when he's coming to the main roster. I thought what they did Saturday night was really good with him because they took the title off of him. And you know what happens when they take the title off of somebody? The speculation is. When are they coming up? Will he be in the Rumble? They did a good job establishing that this guy is not going to be in the Rumble tomorrow night. He yeah. cannot walk. So he's not going to be there. 
And I thought they could go the complete opposite way too. Like he could show up, but yeah. you know, they were, they were setting the table saying, don't expect it. Right. Which is good. Oh man, we have a question here. Somebody says, what happens with Cena now that it looks like Samoa Joe? Well, we'll get to that one later. Yeah. We'll work our way to that. Yeah. On the contrary to that backstage segment, I thought Kevin Owens and Stephanie McMahon played very well off of each other. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens is phenomenal. Stephanie yeah. looked wonderful. Later on, Mick Foley was harassed by Stephanie. He stood up for himself, and I like this. He mm-hmm. needed to do this. He needed to say it because Stephanie did pick him. And that's one of the things I like about Stephanie, or I did like about Stephanie, is that she would always stand by his decisions. Even if she didn't agree with them, she would stand by them. I think they got to get a little bit of that coexistence going on going on here. But uh, what do you think about Stephanie in these these couple of backstage segments? I don't know. I'm uh, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Stephanie's. Um, I, I feel like it's just that it's just not a, a thing that I like watching. Is her arguing with with the talent um you know uh at least she refrained from slapping any of them tonight which is nice um but i did love uh kevin owens being so scared to get in the ring with braun Strowman as he freaking should be this is the this is a guy where everyone should be afraid to get in the ring with him because guys who have said you know what i'm not scared of you have all died terrible deaths like this is this is a great thing. The only guy on the roster that that Kevin Owens, the guy who ran roughshod through NXT and didn't give a damn that he was standing in the ring with John Cena when he debuted, the only guy he should be afraid of is Braun Strowman, because Braun Strowman can wreck you. Yeah. Uh, so I liked I liked all that. I liked the thing later where he was panicking with Jericho, saying, "You really got to help me. You really got to help me. I don't know what I'm yeah. going to do." That was great. Um, and they also the thing about Kevin Owens is. He's selling all the damage he took in that match last night uh-huh. at the Royal Rumble, and he's doing it really well. Like all all the wrap to his elbow and stuff like that that helps too. But but the way he's moving, the way he's he's reacting to certain things, just the way he like rolls his shoulder, like it was all great, great selling. Twenty four hours later, I love the guy. Kyler brought up uh, on the family topic. What about Brock Lesnar saying he didn't give a shit about Heath Slater's kids? <laughs> At that point, I think my wife was a couple months pregnant. I was I wasn't there yet, Tyler. <laughs> but right now, uh, he also didn't say he didn't say I'm going to come to your house and eat your kids. He said I don't give a shit about them, which is fine. I don't give a shit about most people, other people's kids, but uh, but I give a shit about mine. <laughs> What's next? Oh, okay. So to the uh, as I mentioned earlier, Seth Rollins bringing up Triple H keeps giving this guy a chance if you know there's this rumored AJ Styles Shane McMahon match mm-hmm. if I'm AJ Styles and I have lost my title and I hate automatic rematch clauses because that means you got to beat a guy back to back that's stupid but if I'm AJ Styles I'm saying Shane what the fuck man why didn't I get that spot after losing my title you uh, their guy they you could get their championship title match loser a number 30 spot but you can't get me one Mm -hmm. and maybe that's what causes some more of the issues bailey cesaro and sheamus defeated charlotte anderson and gallows 
I thought this was a fine match, better than I thought it would be. Bailey defeats Charlotte because the champions are errand boys. We don't really right. got to talk about that. Yeah, that's obvious. It's it, they're going to rematches. I, I will go. say real quickly about your uh, thirty spot in the Royal thing, uh, Royal Rumble. If AJ had come out at number thirty and not Roman Reigns, um, and you could have you could have sold this thing of like he lost his title with John Cena and he's not given up. He wants it now, and the crowd would have gone bananas for him coming yes. out, and they would have uh, booed Randy Orton winning. Well, yeah, but that's the whole thing is that. I mean, depending on what they're really planning with Orton, is it going to be better than than AJ Styles winning it and right then saying, "I'm coming for you, John. We're not doing this again until Mania, and I'm going to be ready." Is that is whatever they're going to do with Randy and Bray or Randy and Cena Part seventy five? Is that better than than they ain't doing Randy Cena? You know, so I don't know. Is, uh, well, they're probably not doing that, but whatever they're going to do is not going to be better than AJ Cena yeah. four. Uh, nobody cares about the cruiserweights, and that really shows in the Neville coronation. Um, oh, poor guys. Sad, canned, shitty promos. Yep. By the way, guys, I released my notes for this podcast at 8 a.m. the morning after, so 8 a.m. Eastern. So tune in to Fightful.com. You get the post-Raw and post-Smackdown notes. Uh, like I said, I hate the automatic rematch clause. So now you got to be- beat Rich Swan twice in a row. And why? He held the belt for, what, a month and a half? Right. I, I did like the uh, the his point coming out, though. I'm not here to fight you. I'll wait for my rematch whenever it happens. Uh, but what are you talking about, dude? We Everybody loved you. Why do you think you got no respect? I respect the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a, that's a really cool thing. And, and the fact that Neville just can't let it go, that's cool. I also love, you will bow before your king. Don't turn your back on your king. I don't like that because they are one step away from giving him a crown and a scepter. If they didn't do it tonight, I think they're going to refrain. They talked about a coronation ceremony. I don't think they're going to do it. At least I'm really hoping they don't do it. Who do you think pulled off the crown and a scepter the best? Jerry the King. Uh, I I think Macho King Randy Savage did it better. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that a, a lot of it is that that I I I choose to see Macho Man as a little bit more serious than that, and Jerry the King Lawler is just a comedy figure. Well, the thing with Macho Man that I liked is he was such an egomaniac on screen. That's true. That he embraced it, and it was it was a cool twist to him at that point of his career. So I I, I was very fond of the Macho King gimmick. We had Braun Strowman defeating Kevin Owens by DQ. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about this, man. This this was so brilliant on so many levels. Like, you have this thing going on with, with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho where Jericho doesn't want any part of Braun Strowman. He doesn't want to be part out there with him, but he's kind of guilted into going out there. But instead of going ringside, he goes to commentary. That's fine. Everything is normal. Braun Strowman comes out. I'm thinking, okay, this is fine. And then Braun Strowman rushes Chris Jericho and puts him through the announce table. Sparta kicks him. Like this is Sparta kicks him in the chest, puts him in through the announce table, and Owens is like, "Oh my god, I have no backup." This is this was like how, who would have thought that Braun Strowman was the smartest heel in wrestling to say, "Oh, you brought backup? I'm going to wreck him first so he can't interfere on your behalf and then I'm going to destroy you." That's that's something I really like. Uh and something I pointed out before about the Road Warriors. 
They were big brooding guys who liked to make sure they were portrayed as street smart. I think Braun Strowman should be too. He's not a dumbass. Nope. You don't have to portray him as dumb. He, he how he's a, been, He's been carrying around the remembrance of that time where Jarek, where, where Owens promised him a title shot for like six weeks. Like yes. he's he's known after the Rumble, I get a title shot, and he's been building toward that this entire time. Yep. I I love him as the elephant that never forgets. I love him as that guy. For as raw as he is, he's constantly improving. And also, Kevin Owens did not look like a scrub here. No. He got in a ton of offense. He did. For once, Kevin Owens used his speed advantage <laughs> to attack. Here's the thing: I think that that Kevin Owens could get like eighteen to twenty minutes out of Braun Strowman because I feel like Kevin Owens can take so much damage. Yeah, it's believable when when he when when Braun is on the offensive, and he's two hundred and seventy pounds and he moves quick. He could deal a lot of damage to Braun. I think that would be really cool. I would love to see these guys in a full match. And I thought I was getting it until Bodo, 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 Bodo. And then yeah, I said, he, he needs I'm new done. music and new gear, by the way. I'm yeah. going to say that until it happens. Uh, Reigns caused the DQ, but I'll, I'll say this is the best Reigns that I have seen in a very, 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 very long time. He, when I see him like this, and I've seen him over the past two years, I'm saying, was he unmotivated this whole time? Hmm. Because, you know, he had a certain look in his eyes. He had a sense of determination and fire that I haven't seen in a couple of years. Right. Right. I mean, uh, this, it's, it's one of those things where uh, I, don't, I don't hate Roman the person. I don't hate Joe Anawai. I mean, I don't like the way that his character is written, and I, don't, I, I hate the way he's booked. If you want to talk oh, about – I hate him. I hate that he plays – uh, tea party with his daughter. I wish Seth Rollins would show up and kick the shit out of her. There, I mean, yeah, that's, that's just how I how I like I that am. with your character. Um, but the the fact that he he was in uh, the same match that that Owens was in took a lot of damage from Owens, then got choke slammed onto a table, and then got Oklahoma slammed, power, running power slam through another table, then went into the Royal Rumble match, um, and so. He shows up the next day and he's fine, but yeah. Owens, Owens is still hobbling around the ring and he wasn't even in the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't like that. I, I, uh, the, my my least favorite superhero growing up was Superman because I thought it was kind of bullshit. Uh, I don't like the guy who can never be hurt. Um, even Wolverine takes time to heal. You know what I mean? This he, this guy just he doesn't sell anything, and it's it's not my choice of what I would do with the guy. Um, I agree that what he was like t- tonight is better than normal. Come down to the ring, beat up some dudes. My favorite part of the whole thing was that Strowman stood up after that uh, spear off the steps and was staring daggers at the back of Roman's head going up the ramp. Strowman was, was put down, but he was not knocked out. Um, and I will say, poor Kevin Owens. He had nothing to do with, with, with you losing that match uh, last night, Roman Reigns. He had nothing to do with it. Why did you get in the ring and spear him? He's got so many broken ribs. Poor, poor Kevin Owens. So if this whole thing, this whole Braun Strowman push was used to put Roman Reigns over as a baby face, I'll be very sad, very disheartened, and very upset. And, and it, it 
And it won't work considering the response Braun got when he interfered in the Roman yes. last night. If it is a launching pad to have Roman beat Braun, beat Undertaker, and be a heel along the way, I'm all for it. This is one that's going to take time. We got to see how it unfolds. If they face each other at fast lane, it could end up being a DQ. You know, like you said, the Undertaker could show up, and that would I mean, be smart. It's a basic. It could be a basic uh, a repeat of Lesnar Rollins last year night of champions, where Lesnar was throwing Rollins all over the ring, and then the Undertaker's dong hit, and the uh, <laughs> the knights went out, and they come back up, and there's Lesnar, and, and there's uh, Undertaker, yeah, he, and that match is over. So he donged out of nowhere. He did nights ago, and this this leads me. I'm wondering, well, what's what's up with Braun at WrestleMania? I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind him being the first and only man to eliminate every competitor from the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, every single one of them. I, I what a, but he's, he's so much better than that now. He you is. know what I mean? He like, he could have done really, that a year ago, but right now. Like, really, just, I want Mark Henry to win that and retire. That's yeah. what I really want to happen. Yeah. Because we've, it's been proven that it doesn't mean anything, but it would mean something to Mark Henry and his career if he went out like that. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing, as you said, him added to the to the Reigns and Taker match, which we anticipate we're going to get. But you know, what about what if like every Mania they have a, a singles match, just two two random guys, one from SmackDown and one from Raw, and that is Strowman versus Corbin because of this elimination thing. You know, like that's an interesting point. There's things that's an interesting point. Uh, and as we know, Braun Strowman does not forget. So nope. that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Uh, to the Undertaker thing, he looked in horrible shape. He looked like he was missing a step. He looked like his timing was off. He looked sloppy in the ring. The sloppiest I've seen him look since like big evil days. Yeah. And, and, and he eventually picked it up there, but that was 15, 16 years ago. We had a Brock Lesnar promo. Paul Heyman came out. Now, you're going to see a lot of people who didn't watch this promo saying it was the same old shit that Heyman always does because of how he delivered it. It was not. It kicked ass. He brought up how everybody thought that Ronda Rousey was the toughest thing around until Holly Holm beat her up, brought up several examples, and brought up Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Eventually, he challenges Goldberg on Brock Lesnar's behalf for WrestleMania. Goldberg will be here next week. Uh, the Royal Rumble elimination. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. You know, we, we've had a lot of time to digest the Lesnar Goldberg thing, and you still got people chanting Suplex City at events. So Lesnar's okay. He's yeah. not like irreparably damaged or anything. I'm cool to see where this goes. Yeah, um, this was my favorite Heyman promo in, in a long time. And I'm one of the guys who doesn't mind when he does the repetitive stuff because I still love the way he delivers it. Um, but I acknowledge it's repetitive. This was not. This was a brand new premise, and it was executed to perfection. The idea of um, every, every great athlete, every great competitor has a yeah, but. That's a, it's a really cool phrasing. I know people are going to say, ah, he said, but. Um, but that's not what I'm talking like it's a it's an interesting idea that Goldberg is the yeah but for Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar is the yeah but for the Undertaker. So you know what I mean? Like it's it's that kind of an interesting uh thing between between the two. It's an interesting concept and premise 
Uh, I really liked uh, everything about it until the ridiculous mic flip at the end. But um, I'm interested in seeing uh, what they do to build this, how it's going to come off. If it winds up just going all the way to Mania and then Goldberg just spears Lesnar out of his boots again and that's it, like I don't understand what we're doing. But it can't do that. It can't. It has to be something at least give me at least eight minutes of two guys pummeling each other. You know, what would your yeah, but be, would it be like, Hey honey, let's go to fast lane tonight. And she's like, yeah, but Seth Rollins is in town and I don't trust our babysitter to protect our child. That could be it. That could very well be my, yeah, but it could be, I believe that, uh, Nia Jax crushed Sasha Banks. This was a phenomenal beatdown. What was not phenomenal was somebody ringing the bell oh. and the ref being like, why'd you do that? Then just letting it happen. To it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have no doubt that eventually it was supposed to end that way to, to me, uh-huh. but it was just way too early. Um, it seemed like there was a second level to this new submission, which I hope is a thing that Nia Jax uses from now on because it looked vicious. It uh, did. But she kind of like picks somebody, picks uh, up uh, Sasha by like the, the jaw and holds her up in it as well. Uh, I think that was supposed to be like the, you know, like, the bridge in the figure eight that, uh, that makes it impossible to, to not tap out to. Um, so I like that. I like that a lot. I like the earlier um, uh, segment between Bailey and Sasha, where Sasha says, uh, unlike, unlike some people, I'm not okay coming in second place, uh, which was a to- totally a dig at Bailey. But then Bailey, because Bailey's a great friend, comes down anyway to like plead with Nia Jax to, to let her go. And Nia says, yeah, you know what? It's not worth it. And leaves, which was cool. She didn't like, attack Bailey. She just said, you know what? Neither of you are worth my time. I'm leaving. Yeah, uh, I, thought that, I thought that was a great segment. I thought that the, the trainer's room before, after, during, I liked all that stuff. I thought it was all really good. Because they're, they're also building this thing of Sasha resenting Bailey, which could be a really cool wrinkle to throw in as they're going toward yeah. WrestleMania. I like that a lot. Enzo and Cass beat Rusev and Jinder Mahal. Uh, this was a worthless match, but I just want to crap on the crowd. How dare you not react to that hilarious line from Enzo about Jinder's arms looking like a roadmap, despite the fact that he's not going anywhere? Well, they didn't react to it, Sean, because Enzo and Cass are dead. They're dead in the water. They aren't funny anymore. That, not, that line notwithstanding, uh, too many people uh, – are on the side of Rusev and Lana in this feud. I think Enzo was been out of line since the very beginning, which has kind of cooled him off. Um, I think that the people who aren't feeling that way in about three months will. And this is coming from a guy who loved them a year ago. Like they it, should have been the new age outlaws of today. Yeah, they, they absolutely should have been that. Um, that match they had at roadblock last March with the revival I was rooting for them so hard to win with the tag belts there. Um, I was so excited when they came up to the main roster, loved all their stuff to start out with. And now they're, I don't even know what they're doing. They're doing the cool off match before Triple H comes out. Like it's and the match itself wasn't great. And now it's, but I've also like watched enough of this stuff now to like, Oh, so Cass gets in and he's going to do his four moves. And then he's going to throw Enzo at a guy. Like it's just, it's no fun anymore. And it, that is depressing to, to have to admit, but I don't, I'm not into it. 
Guys, leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube page. Also, if you uh, ever listen to us on uh, iTunes, leave us a review. That stuff really, really helps. Uh, I can't encourage you enough to leave reviews or just tweet out the the link to the stories or the podcast themselves. That really helps. But yeah, leave those reviews. Leave those thumbs up. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. It's all good, my friends. Now, this this main event segment, rather. Yeah. yeah. Triple H cut a hell of a promo. Man, he cut a great promo. And he really, like, he, he put all the blame on Seth Rollins for tearing up his knee and ruining everything. Like, that was the catalyst for Triple H to be like, I'll do it my damn self. And I, I like that. The crowd was crappy. They were crappy all night, though. Triple H was really, really good in this promo. Seth Rollins comes out, and he is attacked by Samoa Joe in jeans, which is a weird sight. Either way, he kicks Seth Rollins' ass. Samoa Joe is a game changer for the WWE, but I hope he's not just used as a heater for Triple H. Yes. Um, I did not like the promo as much as you did, simply because – Simply because it's delusional to blame somebody for an accident causing a knee injury and delusional to blame them for relinquishing their title when they were asked to. Hey, 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 hey. How many times have we heard that Vince McMahon doesn't like fragile people? Well, sure, sure. No, absolutely. If it was Vince McMahon saying it, I wouldn't mind. are 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 we saying now that Triple H is basically Vince... And he's a malignant narcissist. Uh, like uh-huh. this is the th- which is which is totally cool. But now you've bridged you've bridged NXT, where he's the benevolent father father figure with with this guy now in this promo. So now the guy who's who's the benevolent creator of NXT that everyone loves is also a malignant narcissist who blames the dude for his ACL rupturing. That's 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 weird. But the rest of the promo I loved. The whole thing about how I've been trying not to be that guy anymore. I put on a suit. I go down to Florida. I produce the show. And but I'm I'm done trying. Now I'm going I'm going to destroy you, Seth. Um, that's that was good. That was really really good. And I loved Samoa Joe coming in and being the guy that Triple H said, "Okay, I'm going to use you." Because, because again, it's Triple H saying, you're not worth my time, Seth. I'm going to have this guy destroy you. That's, I don't think that's Samoa Joe's ceiling. Um, but I like that this is how he's introduced with the full backing of Triple H, who is, you know, what, the second or third most, most important uh, mm-hmm. elevated character on the entire uh, kayfabe character on the entire show. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe. And I think he and Seth Rollins, babyface, high-flying Seth Rollins, could have some dynamite matches. So you're going to hear a lot of people saying, Samoa Joe needs to lose weight, yada, yada. Guys, it's the gimmick. Get over it. It's the gimmick. Get over it. He'll be fine. I think Samoa Joe's a game changer. That means he'll be around for WrestleMania. That's fantastic. That's great. That's a shot in the arm for that card that was already looking pretty stacked. Like, I mean, uh, 
you don't have a lot of people not healthy for this show. Maybe Finn Balor. Maybe. Somebody threw out something uh, as just uh, as a weird hypothetical of what if Triple H also recruits Strowman and it's him and Joe and Strowman and they're messing with Seth and they're messing with Roman. Would Dean come back and rejoin and could you have a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion to take on Triple H, Strowman and Joe? And I was like, I would watch that match if you decided to yeah. book it. So I don't know if that's realistic. I don't uh, think it's realistic, but, but I think but in the fun. future a Shield reunion is going to do big business. Yep. But you got to you got to make sense of it though. You got to have them explain their issues. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Seth needs to apologize to to his brothers that for that one sure. thing he said. I was a different guy then. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm sorry. That's but, all you have to do. But I would also have Dean Ambrose say. Well, if you weren't that guy, I would have probably been that guy. Yeah. Like, you have them understand why he did it. Uh, question, uh, what happens with Cena now that it looks like Joe versus Rollins? Cena keeps the title in the chamber. Bray wins and make it a triple threat. You, It's hard to tell what direction they're taking it, but I think it's just going to be Bray and Randy Orton. I think that's the so way you, that so goes. You, so you think this is the – I'm, I'm of that mind myself. The one thing that holds me up is – is John Cena's 16th world title reign going to last weeks. two weeks? Two weeks. Really? Like, yeah. I, that's, that's just, it doesn't seem like that's the kind of thing that we'd think they would want him to run with it for a while. But, but we'll, I guess we'll see what happens in the chamber. I trust SmackDown to make sense of it. You know, I trust them to figure out what they're going to do. That's the thing about SmackDown that I love. We were talking about Sami Zayn. Uh, and and Char- uh, Sami Zayn pinning pinning um, Chris Jericho and Bailey pinning Charlotte and all these non-title matches. They don't do non-title matches on SmackDown. Every week is another title match, and that forces the champions to retain, as opposed to like yes. getting pinned and eh, looking like crap. Like I, I I would really love to see some of that bleeding over under Raw. Give me a real title match every week, a real one. We are asked. Where the hell is it? Any chance Samoa Joe fights Seth at Fastlane and Triple H ends up still fighting Seth at WrestleMania? Yeah, definitely. I think that's sure. probably the plan. Absolutely. Alex, where's the brown bag? It's in this box here. I haven't opened it because I didn't know if it was coming in in a full. Ooh, by the way, guys, check out Brandon Howard's uh, newest feature on the site. Checking out Google shopping trends and Jimmy Van's look at the Royal Rumble. Well, Alex, get this out. Let's this see this. Great. They sent me a brown bag, all right. Is it signed an by Don em- West? It's an empty brown bag, not signed. But they did send me everything that's supposed to be in the bag, just not in the actual bag. So uh, let's see here what we've got. <clears throat> all right, let's go to the DVDs first. Okay. DVDs. Looks like I got uh, one night only hardcore justice 2015. Ooh. See that there? Yeah, it looks like with Abyss and Matt Hardy on the cover. This is a pre broken mat. Looks like we got uh, the best of the bloodiest brawls volume one with Sabu. I'm sure that match was a barn burner. Victory Road 06. 
with Sting, Christian, Scott Steiner, and Samoa Joe. Hey, man, TNA 2006 had a hell of a roster. That was some good shit back then. I'm looking, oh, One Night Only Rivals 2015 featuring Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, Jeff Hardy, uh, among others, EC3, MVP, Bram. On the back, we've got Eric Young, (laughs) Samoa Joe. Yeah. And then... Wow, a very recent one. This is a new release. TNA Slammiversary 2016. Hey! Yeah. That's, that's a like, new release. That DVD is like five or six months old. Yeah, that's nice. How much did that cost you? That The, the, this the entire whole, brown bag? 20 yeah. bucks. Wow. That, that's, this is, this I is, promise, guys, they're not paying me. They're not paying no, us. No. But I might contact them to see if they will. So then we got uh, a um, a performance bracelet with holograms in it. Ooh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll have to wear that. Uh, got ourselves a uh, when you're protecting your child from Seth Rollins. <laughs> we got ourselves a. Um, is this a hey new hat for you to wear backwards? New, new hat, man. It's a trucker cap. Not exactly my style, but oh, it needs to be. Yeah. Not really sure. Whose logo is this? Is this Rhino? I don't think that's Rhino. That's probably Aces and Eights or some it trash. Rhino right here, but I doesn't. I don't know. That's not the. It can't be the same. Is can that it? Aces and Eights? I don't remember. Okay, I think Rhino maybe made the hat. Okay, uh, we've got here uh, a rosary, like it's a, one of those like you know things with a cross on it. Who's who, who should wear this thing around? Are you gonna perform an exorcism? Yeah, I don't know. It's got like a little little rosary thing there. That'll be that'll be fun. I'll use that, I'm sure. And three t-shirts. Sorry. Jesus. Okay, now really, this is all in the same box. This is yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. Man, they are clearing out that warehouse. They really are. Uh, ah, is- ah, ah, somebody says. Force feed the hat to Rob. <laughs> uh oh. Here's a good one, to. Alex. Yeah. You're just crazy enough. Just crazy enough. Just crazy enough. Not too crazy. That's that's an Eric Young shirt. That's a t- that's an NXT shirt. Yeah, it is. But at this point, it is. At this point, it is. Uh, let's see. Um, Somebody says, "My oh. God, it's a redneck survival kit." And a, and it's just it's a tie dye Impact Wrestling shirt. Ooh. That's that's it. I thought there were three. There's only two. You I can wear that to the public pool. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. There's your there's your uh, there's not your bad bag special. No, not with five DVDs and two T-shirts and Plus, a rosary and a rosary and a trucker hat and this amazing hologram bracelet. Okay, so let's see. You got four DVDs. You five. got two shirts. Five. Five. Jesus, five DVDs. Five. Two shirts, a bracelet, a hat, a rosary. It's like $2 per item. That's actually very impressive. Um, but I'm not going to tell you guys to go get one unless we can get TNA to pay us. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you probably shouldn't go and get one. Yeah, you probably shouldn't go and get one unless we tell you to go get one. But you should go to Pro Wrestling Tees slash Sean Ross Sapp and get one of those Fightful Tees. Also, you got a bag, somebody says. so. That's true, I did. I got a bag. I also, guys, I- hey, you want to be – ripped like bailey is maybe you should take that on it go click that on it link on our podcast page or our main page it'll take you to on site 
I was a little bummed I couldn't visit Austin and hit up Onnit Academy because those bros are awesome. Uh, but yeah, maybe you want to be ripped like Bailey. Maybe you want to be the UFC bantamweight champion like Cody Garbrandt because I'm pretty sure that taking on it gets that done for you. That's just, just facts. Guys, visit Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. If you haven't done it and you just checked out the podcast, please check out Fightful.com because it will become your destination. Uh, when you go there, you'll see a prompt. If you want just wrestling, you'll have that option. Just MMA, you'll have that option. If you want both, you have that option as well. We have photo, video galleries, forums, uh a lot of everything, exclusive interviews, backstage news. We have wrestlers writing for us, podcasting for us. I am back tomorrow night after SmackDown with uh, Jeff Hawkins. Showdown Joe's doing shows all week long on the MMA side of things. Conor McGregor did a pay-per-view interview the other day. That's going to be covered at length. Alex, anything to tell these people before we both go fall into comas? You can follow me. Separately. Separately. We're many hundreds of miles apart. I'm not, I'm not driving to meet you halfway. Uh, you can follow me at Pulowski, the fourth P A W L O W S K I T H E, the numeral four T H. And that's it. That's all. That's, that's all you got. That's all you got. That's all, that's, all, that's, all, that's all I can think of right now. I have that memorized. That's about all. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Also, follow these three accounts down here. When we get to 1,000 on the Fightful Wrestle, I will give away that signed Rey Mysterio mask. Who knows? Maybe I'll give that away one day. You never know. That might be for 10,000. Yeah, but then somebody will just buy us Twitter followers probably. <laughs> we'll I give mean, it away to a bot. Oh, yeah. One of those that's you – know, I won't get into what the bots say to me, but – uh, I want to thank everybody who I met at uh, NXT Evolve and Royal Rumble this weekend. It was uh, really awesome. It made my day to talk to a lot of you and to see that so many of you support the site and that so many of you are watching the shows and like the shows and share the shows. Um, it really, really, really means a lot that you all do that. And it's great to see you guys. I don't travel a lot, so getting out doing that uh, was a major culture shock to me. I'm going to say something Super controversial about San Antonio. I hope it doesn't get me fired. It might be a little politically incorrect. Church's chicken, the regular version, is absolute dog shit. Wow. But the spicy version is fantastic. Well, there you go. I said it. I said it. That was a hot take. I did it. I did it. People didn't think I would, but I went there. You went there, and then you shut up shop. True. Fightful.com. We're out. Check out our shows from the weekend. Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous. We're out. Check it out. Fightful.com. We're out.